Welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm Sky Edmonds, portrait photographer of 19 years, photographer educator of 15 years, and intuitive business and life coach. I help heart-centered photographers expand their income and impact through nervous system regulation, energetics, somatic connection, and business strategy so that they can become the bold, visible face of their brand. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Photographer Podcast. I'm so very glad that you are here. So today's episode, it might be a little bit loud. I am not in my podcasting closet. Over the next five weeks, I am teaching my Unseen to Unstoppable course. So I'm doing a lot of filming out here with a video on so I can't be in a closet. So I dragged my table and all my podcast stuff out of the closet into my bedroom where I normally film my teaching videos. And of course, of course, Southern California is extra spicy, extra noisy today. It is Friday. And the kicker is my husband is outside, kind of outside my window, pressure washing a bunch of stuff. So please bear with me. And you might be like, girl, I don't even notice. So hopefully that's that's the case. This is a good microphone. And I know I said in my last episode that I was going to be sticking to mini-sodes for a while because of the, the life of my computer, but today's topic, I'm going to push it a little bit. So crossing my fingers. Today, we're going to talk about discomfort. Mmm, juicy. Discomfort is part of the human experience. I've spent most of my life running, hiding, numbing, or distracting myself from discomfort. Now, what do I mean by discomfort? Well, essentially, it's where you are uncomfortable. So I will use the terms discomfort and uncomfortable interchangeably in this episode. In 2020, I made the decision to start feeling my life again and become reconnected to my body and to all the sensations and feelings it may want to bring up. One of the hardest feelings I found to be able to sit with, at least for me personally, has been discomfort. Like grief. Grief is supposed to be hard. It is supposed to come in a wave and it will swallow us whole, right? After my stepson passed away, I knew what I was in for with grief. And it delivered. But discomfort, it's it's more annoying than anything. Why is being able to sit with discomfort even a thing? We each have our own threshold for discomfort or uncomfortable situations. And building up that threshold so we sit in or with discomfort helps us in so many ways in our life and even in our business. How so in our business? All right, so let's talk about it. So (laughs) have you ever had an in-person sales situation where there was that oh-so-uncomfortable AF silence? You know that silence. Some of you are like, I know that silence. My inner hypervigilant child was always so uncomfortable in that silence. So of course, I had to fill it. And often (laughs) it seemed like I hurt my sale rather than helped it. Silence isn't a bad thing. Sometimes people need room 
to think. Now I can hold space for that silence. Oh, but even worse, if the husband and wife were arguing during the session or dad was being rude or passive aggressive. Now, in this last example, things might start to go from just uncomfortable, which is, you know, that annoying feeling that you have to grapple with in life sometimes into something where you feel, I need to place a boundary, especially if someone is being disrespectful of you or your time. Okay. So other uncomfortable business situations. There's been a pricing misunderstanding and now you have to call a client. Yes, on an actual telephone. Your client calls four weeks after you deliver their images and complains about a mistake when you know there was no mistake. Hashtag always get a delivery receipt form signed. Or... Your client shows up to the session 30 minutes late and doesn't even apologize or acknowledge it. How do you recover? Or do you? Or should you? Now, when I say get comfortable with being uncomfortable, I am not, hear me, I am not saying that we are seeking the situations out, hoping for lots of them, or I'm not saying we shouldn't say no to certain things or have a very clear boundary. I am pro-boundary over here. Discomfort can be so dysregulating to our nervous system. And if we allow that discomfort to run amok in our business, it may tell our nervous system, hey, being an entrepreneur sucks ass. Let's call in the trifecta of doom, self-sabotage, procrastination, and good old imposter syndrome. That'll take care of it. Okay, lean in. When we learn that we are capable of dealing with or sitting in uncomfortable situations, we don't fear them. They don't activate our nervous system. We can handle it and we remain empowered in that situation. I love the art of capability, being capable. Knowing that you can handle every type of situation that comes at you in your business is extremely empowering. This also helps you on your journey to taking on new things, new hobbies, new relationships, new ventures, travel, new business, or perhaps inviting in a new way to do things in your current business. For example, going from online sales to in person sales, being new at something is always uncomfortable, and it always will be. By resisting discomfort, it only leads to suffering. At least at some point, it's going to catch up. Resisting our emotions, our feelings, make them 10 times worse. It's like being a kid and, and bringing a balloon in the pool and trying to put the balloon underwater. You have to do like 10 times the work to fight the resistance. I am open to ease in my business, ease in attracting new clients, ease in making new level of income. Ease and easy are two different things. That's another podcast episode. And if you look around at our culture, it's almost as if discomfort is being erased one convenience at a time. 
Amazon Prime has, well, trained us so well. Will the next generation be able to have deep, vulnerable conversations without becoming offended or without having to self-protect? We want the quick fix. God help us if we get bored. (laughs) Don't even get me started on boredom. Boredom is definitely discomfort. The constant promotion of pleasure in our society and comfort has contributed to the emergence of addictive behaviors. Think back to the movie WALL-E. As someone who is a coach and creates courses, it's in the training I've received to title things like 30 days until or just six weeks until. And I have courses like that. But my heart is really for the three to six month programs that go deep and see huge results that last a lifetime. But are enough people willing to get that uncomfortable even without quick results? The truth is, in life, it comes down to choosing your discomfort. Discomfort's going to happen. It's there. So what do I mean by choosing it? What the hell? So let's take weight loss. Since 2020, I've lost, I don't know, 65, 70 pounds. And I've lost, I don't know how much weight over the years. So this is a good example for me. Now, if this is triggering to you or you don't want to hear about things like weight loss, please feel free to skip over this little part. It's not going to be long. So it would seem that losing weight and stepping into more health would be comfortable AF. All good things, right? (laughs) There's still discomfort. The discomfort of keeping your mindset on lock when the scale doesn't deliver that good news you were hoping for. And I can talk more about that, but I'm not going to. The discomfort of not choosing to go out with drinks with your friends because you've already hit your macros for the day. Again, I could talk about that. <laughs> I think you should enjoy life, but hey, to each their own. The discomfort of learning to love a new body. The discomfort of your sister who makes snide remarks about you being so skinny now. Discomforts of your husband who says you are no fun anymore now that you don't overeat night after night. Sometimes it even feels like he's subconsciously sabotaging you. That's uncomfortable. The discomfort you may feel in your body when men start to look at you in that way again. And the discomfort you may feel when you realize people don't treat you as invisible now that you are a healthy weight. Okay, let's change subjects. The discomfort of being married or the discomfort of going through a divorce. The discomfort of working for someone else or the discomfort of working for yourself. Elizabeth Gilbert, author of Big Magic, refers to this as a shit sandwich. And I quote, what's your favorite flavor of shit sandwich? What she means is, That every single pursuit, no matter how wonderful and exciting and glamorous it may initially seem, comes with its own brand of shit sandwich, its own lousy side effects. Everything sucks some of the time. You just have to decide what sort of suckage you're willing to deal with. So the question is not so much, 
What are you passionate about? The question is, what are you passionate enough about that you can endure the most disagreeable aspects of the work? The more you could sit with or in discomfort, the more it's going to lose its sting. I promise you. I feel like I'm already in a season of life with nonstop growth, aka uncomfortable situations. But even still, I look for little ways I can learn by choice to sit with discomfort without freaking out my nervous system, of course. If I'm already having a dysregulated moment, I'm not looking out for more dysregulation. The other day, man, woo! My body, my system had enough. I was laying down the boundaries. I had an ice pack on my chest for my vagus nerve. I was moving and dancing and shaking and all the things trying to regulate myself. So have you noticed things like cold plunges are all the rage right now? And for very good reason. It builds up your tolerance for the uncomfortable. And cold plunges are very good for building resilience in your nervous system. Baby steps, though. So in what small ways can you get comfortable with being uncomfortable without jumping into a tub full of ice water? How do you make nice with discomfort? So let me give you an example of how I'm learning to sit with discomfort or choose it. There's something about choosing it. I don't feel so powerless. Taking it back to Pilates class. I'm telling you, I've learned a ton of life lessons in my Pilates class over this past year. I only have a few classes left before I move. And let me tell you, I was so brokenhearted when I canceled my membership. I cried in the car. But I'll be back. I just don't know when. And of course, that causes me a lot of discomfort all on its own. So how do I do this? So this is how simple it is. It's so simple. When the teacher says, all right, we're going to do such and such stretch. Everyone go left. And so I'll go right. Or when it's time for a roll down at the end of the class, I'll usually stay seated on my reformer, mostly because of my back, which is still healing. Thank God it doesn't like to roll. But doing things like this, even these small things are very uncomfortable for the mind. My mind, more like my ego, is like, um, excuse me, Miss Independent. What is everyone going to think of you? They are going to think you don't know from your right or left. Oh, my God. They're going to think you're dumb. (laughs) Well, my friends, that is a good example of the ego at work. And if you ever wondered, what is the ego? I don't really understand that. The ego is all about keeping up the identity it has built for you. And if that identity is threatened by things like people are going to think you're dumb, it's going to be very loud. And it's going to make sure you're uncomfortable. The ego is not your true self. The ego is usually formed in childhood. The discomfort comes from our innate desire to belong, to fit in with other humans. And to do something different than everyone else can be uncomfortable. Especially if we listen to the story that our mind slash ego wants to tell us. In truth, 
I bet no one even notices if I turn right or left. And I don't do it every time. They're too busy being the main character of their own lives. When you step out of the ego and you step out of the story, your mind is telling you, it's like, who gives a shit what they think? I know, I know it's really trendy right now to be all bad bitch energy and not care what anyone thinks. But that often feels about as fake as what you see on social media. It's more fig leaves, more masking, more armor that we install so we don't feel the pain of our lives. At every Pilates class, we plank. I don't know about you, but I hate planking. When I first started Pilates, I was like, hell to the no. I went through great lengths through my life avoiding planking, but I still did it for the most part. But then I made the shift toward discomfort. When I plank or I do anything unpleasant like mountain climbers or hold a squat for so long, it looks like I'm twerking because my muscles are shaking so badly, I think in my mind over and over again. I can do hard things. I don't say I like hard things or I want more hard things. What we focus on, we create more of. But when I'm in it, I can do hard things. I'm capable. And you know what? And you know what? About two months ago, I started strength training sessions at home about four to five days a week. And now, maybe I plank at home. By choice. And I'm good at it. Fuck yeah. That shit feels good. I feel strong. And my core, you guys, I know that I have abs. If I laid off the tacos a bit, I'd see them more, but I am seeing definition and I love to do core work too. Who am I? My identity even shifted. I am someone who chooses to plank on her own time and who loves, yes, love, to do core work. (sighs) So let's wrap it up. Here are some ways you can start to incorporate discomfort into your own life by choice. If you were like, Sky, my life has enough discomfort. Thank you very much. Okay, so I am not talking about taking on your already uncomfortable life situations. Let's let those be for now, okay? Let those be. We're letting it go. But when you start to look for ways that you could be capable with discomfort, you are already on the side of being empowered and being the leading energy of your life. Eventually, you can then start tackling the stuff already present in your life and be empowered there too. The goal is not to jump in too fast. If you listen to my last podcast episode about Pilates, where I talked about availability, if it's not available to you, that's okay. Discomfort is uncomfortable, and we don't want to freak out your nervous system. We want to love on it. We want to make it resilient. Yes, system. And I want to stress, this isn't about waiting until life is so comfortable that you have to go looking for discomfort. I'm actually in a very difficult season in my life. I have numerous circumstances that are screaming at me, but I'm still looking for ways to grow in this area as my nervous system allows. Something so basic as trying a new food 
or maybe a new activity or a new hobby. Activate your brain. Okay, we're doing something new. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. I don't know about your brain, but my brain is like, I should be amazing at this. As soon as I start, (laughs) it's like, that's not how it works. When you're new, you suck at it. It's just part of it. I'm one of those people when I go to a restaurant and if I find something good, I have a tendency to stick with it. I mean, if it ain't broke, right? But trying new foods has definitely developed my palate. And I actually like a lot more dishes and tastes and stuff than I originally thought. Another way to choose discomfort is do any form of physical exercise. And what that may look like from you for you might look different for somebody else. This isn't about going to the gym for two hours and all that other stuff. Find a place that's discomfort for you. That may mean taking the stairs instead of the elevator all the time. That may mean something as simple as parking farther away from the store so you get a little extra walk. That's something I like to do. And of course, I have my days where I'm like, uh uh-uh, I'm getting as close to the store as possible. I'm over this. (laughs) And here's one. This is like like a next level for some of us. Get comfortable with discomfort in social settings. And this one can get uncomfortable fast because, again, we're ingrained to want to belong. We want to fit in. And a lot of us have a lot of wounding in this area, a feeling like we don't fit in, a feeling that people have rejected us. And so even though it's it's not the people at the current restaurant, they're not rejecting you. It just bumps on that old wound of when you were rejected when you were younger. So tread as carefully and as slowly as you need to with this one. All of these. This isn't a race. This this isn't something that you have to force. I know for me, I had a lot of issues with anxiety and panic disorder. And I'll share that hopefully soon, my story, because I no longer consider myself an anxious person. And I certainly don't have panic issues anymore. But one of the things for me was walking into like a busy restaurant before my husband. I didn't like to be the first one in. And of course, my husband is like tried and true, open the door for his lady. And so it got to a point, maybe two years ago, I was finally like, I'm tired of going in first. You go in first. And he's like, how can I hold the door open for you? I'm like, yeah. So my poor husband had to get uncomfortable. (laughs) But I've since switched it, and now I own walking into the room. I'm not saying I own the room, but when I walk into the room, I walk in with a different kind of energy. It's not always comfortable, especially at the start, but it's like freaking night and day. I could actually do a whole like mini episode or even a full podcast episode on this because It just goes along with a theme in my life at a certain point that I was just trying to make myself as small and as invisible as possible. And I'm not small. I'm 5'10". So maybe I'll do that soon. Okay, so learning to tolerate discomfort or even voluntary choosing it, which I'm obviously a fan of, 
is one of the most important skills that you can learn and then teach your children that applies to you. Teaching your kids how to deal with boredom, priceless. Like truly deal with it. Not you stepping in to be their activities director 24-7 because hello, nervous system dysregulation. Learning to sit with the discomfort will help you better handle unpleasant things that happen to you and also make you more resilient. And resilience, we love resilience. Okay, so how did this land for you? Did anything resonate? I would love to know. I'd love to hear from you. You can always drop me a line on my Instagram, which is linked in the show notes below. I would love to connect with you. And as always, I so appreciate when you take the time to leave a review. This way, other people can find the podcast a lot easier. That's just the way Apple has things set up. The more reviews, the more it'll show a podcast. So again, I really, really appreciate that. I hope you all stay cool. It's pretty hot out there, especially I'm looking at you, Texas and Oklahoma. Louisiana, you're always hot. So stay cool and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to The Magnetic Photographer.